Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. I'm going to talk about the fearful avoidant attachment style love languages, and I'm going to talk about why they have the specific love languages that they do and the subconscious strategies they're using that love language for to communicate their needs. And I'm also going to tell you one other way that we as individuals tend to give and receive love in our relationship. You've probably heard the primary love language correlation that I've seen for the fearful avoidant attachment style, our physical touch and quality time are two huge love languages in the romantic relationships. Now, I want to talk about the way this presents, and I want you to know that this isn't the only way that we give and receive love. This is Dr. Gary Chapman's work. It's phenomenal. I couldn't agree with it more, but it's also not the only way that we give and receive love. We also give and receive love through our personality needs. These things that we identify with as our sense of self that are are, are part of ourselves at, at the subconscious level and impact our career choices and our behaviors on a daily basis and our emotional responses and all these different things. And the example of this would be, if I have a really high need for personal growth, which I do, then I am likely to give my love to people, to friends, to family, to people that I appreciate through that personality need. Because to me, that's how I receive it. And the mind, especially the subconscious level, tends to project from our perception. It it tends to go, oh, well, this is really useful to me. So I should share it with everybody. It will be useful to everybody else. And so, you know, just as an example when I didn't understand this consciously, I spent a lot of time, you know, at Christmas or different holidays throughout the year, or just, you know, giving gifts to people, giving things that were related to that, you know, buying people tickets to workshops, buying people personal growth books, you know, all these different things and, and thinking like, oh, this will be so well received and I can't wait for them to read this. And often if somebody has a different personality need or a different set of personality needs, it won't necessarily be received that way. And so it's interesting to know that we have to not only be aware of how we give love and work through that and make sure that it can be received by a partner or a loved one if they have a different set of personality needs, and also be on the lookout for how we allow ourselves to see and register the way that somebody else might be giving love in a way that we're not necessarily picking up on because it's not in our subset of personality needs. So for example, let's say you have a partner who has a personality need around security. And maybe they're always trying to keep you safe, or maybe they're trying to, you know, buckle down on order and structure in the household. And maybe this is their way of like feeling ordered and organized and safe. And maybe they think they're doing this for both of you. And maybe you don't see it because maybe that's not in your personality needs. And so you might miss the fact that they're loving you that way. So it's just an important thing to be aware of. I just wanted to pop in here and let you know, we are doing a seven day free trial to the all access membership pass at PDS, which means you get access to literally everything inside of the school. That means you get access to the four live webinars I do every single week. You can come in, you can ask me questions with your camera on, we can chat. Um, You can leave your camera off if you prefer or type your questions in the chat. There's lots of opportunity to get your questions answered. And on top of that, you get access to all of our different courses. We have over 55 different courses on relationships, communication, 
communication, boundaries, emotional mastery, guilt and shame, learning your needs, so many different facets that are really important to master our lives and feel really good about our lives going forward. And last but not least, there's also community elements in there. So there's a daily community event, whether it's practicing communication or doing a guided morning routine or a guided reprogramming exercise. We have trained facilitators and coaches who are in there doing that work, showing up to support you on your journey every single day. So I would love to see you on the other side. There's lots of exciting stuff in there. And we have had a 99.7% NPS score, which means we have literally that many people who report being really successful at PDS and wanting to recommend this to others. And it was all done anonymously. So I felt really honored that everybody shared that. So thank you to those of you who did. But yeah, please join me on the other side. Come check it out. See if it's a fit for you. I'd love to see you there. And I won't go into the personality needs that fearful avoidance tend to have because they can differ so much amongst all attachment styles. It's, that's where it's a little bit more individualistic, even though there can be certain patterns. But the, the major love languages in terms of physical touch and quality time, the reason for this, the reason that these needs are so important are because these are the things that made the fearful avoidant feel safe. So often when a fearful avoidant was growing up, physical touch felt like controllable, like it was some kind of attunement. So their subconscious mind goes, okay, there's positive associations here. There's something really vulnerable, really deep. And remember the cerebral avoidant craves depth and vulnerability because they equate that to safety and transparency, right? Like the more I can be super attuned and super connected, the more predictable my environment becomes. And when a fearful avoidant often comes from a very unpredictable environment, that can be a really important thing. And then quality time as well as bringing those same things about vulnerability, clarity in the interaction and all of those things, even though if you're a full avoidant usually associates that with a personality need of emotional connection, which is in fact, usually one personality need that I see amongst all fearful avoidance or at least like 95% less. I can't even think of any exceptions off the top of my head, but I want to leave margin for error. And what happens is like they might associate that with emotional connection, but at a deeper level, that emotional connection is also getting a basic human need that for safety, because in early childhood, the subconscious mind knows that, okay, if I lose connection to my caregiver, if I'm abandoned by my caregiver, I'm not physically safe. I can't survive in the world on my own. So when there's unpredictability in the environment, they crave as much connection as possible to reinforce that sense of safety. So the depth of that connection, the transparency, the more they can understand the person, the more they can navigate some of that chaos that's happening around them.